This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. What up, girl? What up, girl? Sometimes when I put these on, I'm like, feel like, you know, J-Lo and Selena, and she's like singing in the studio, that scene. No. And I'm like, I need to rewatch that. It's been forever. Oh, uh, okay. Sing us, a, sing us a tune. Sing us a tune. The only thing I can think of is hairspray right now. <laughs> what? I don't you know. love show tunes. I, to- I told you I'm very average at singing normal songs, but show tunes, I'm really good. at. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I'm like pretty good. Remember when you made me sing Shallow at Barney's Beanery? I honestly think about that sometimes because <laughs> we were so bad. No, I think about it because everyone was doing like these fun, like rock tunes or whatever, <laughs> like party type music. And then her hand makes us get so freaking deep and sentimental and sing shell. She really just wanted to hit those notes. You know what this I mean? Is what I'm, I'm off the deep end. <laughs> that sounded good. That sounded no. good. But see, the thing is, is that when I, if I sing with someone who's really good, since I'm like, average to poor my average is higher oh my god so i brought you the fuck down you really (laughs) in the nicest way you brought me way off key (laughs) yo that actually is so messed up because i thought i sounded really good that time okay i think think you're tone deaf no i am tone deaf i know it's it's diagnosed do we diagnose people with that yes it's steve has diagnosed me with actually to be honest with you steve has said countless times man i really hope nicholas doesn't get your singing gene <laughs> he like literally like he thinks about it sometimes wow because steve has a pretty good voice really yes he his voice can go so high and so low Wait, i was not expecting high like he could sing like frankie valley and like yeah it's pretty it's pretty impressive or steve we need to get him on the mic <laughs> i know i know next time he does an episode we'll just surprise him with that <laughs> like We'll have a voice note. We'll have someone send in a voice note being like asking him to sing something for us. Steve, please sing. I can think of a shallow. Oh my gosh. It's a good song. It's a good song. And I stand by that choice. I still have not seen that movie, by the way. Are you serious? Yes, I am. Don't, if, unless you want to be depressed and sad, don't watch it. That is exactly why I haven't. I saw it in the theater by myself when I was living out in Calabasas. I went to this theater. Oh my God. And I literally, sounds terrible. It was terrible. It was like raining and I drove home and I was like, I hate my life. That was the saddest movie I've ever seen. Just like cried. Oh my gosh. Why would you do that to yourself? That's like a time. That's like physical abuse and emotional abuse. I know. I know. I know. Well, I'm, I'm happy you're at a better place right now. <laughs> I'm in a better place. I'm happy to report. Gosh, that's depressing. Wow. Well, on a brighter note, <laughs> we are very excited for today's episode. We have Tiff on. She is a model out of New York. She's also honestly like a freaking entertainer. She is so fun, hilarious, um, and knows her shit. We are talking to her about becoming a model. Yes. We always get asked, how do, how do I become a curve model? How do, and it's kind of like, it's an answer that you can't really answer like short and sweet. There's a lot that goes into it. So we're like, let's just do an episode on it. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested in becoming a curve model or learning about the industry, this one is for you. Um, Cause there are some things you need to look out for. I think we talk a lot 
we talk about a lot of good logistics that go into it. Yes. Which I feel like people don't really cover that much. It's just like, if you want to be a model, find an agency. La, 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 la. And then you'll make so much money and be famous and rich and famous. Yeah, not it. Not no. it. Not it. Um, but with that being said, if you're really passionate about it, it is a very fun and rewarding career. Um, so Tiff is here to share all of her knowledge with us because Christina and I are kind of more on like the influencer side these days um, versus when I first, I mean, I think both of us, when we first moved to LA, we're like model, model, model. Like I was driving all around Los Angeles, going to casting, spending all day doing that. And then I just got a little burnt out. Same. Yeah. And now we're thriving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're excited to chat to tip i was trying to look up she has worked for some like big brands mm -hmm. target some really cool you need to go stalk her instagram because she's fucking cool yeah she's really really cool and by the way make sure you um listen to the entire episode because towards the end ray shares one of her worst modeling jobs ever and it's been giving me entertainment for the past two years since she first did it <laughs> and you'll want to hear it and if you ever see me in these ads don't tell me don't send them to me i don't want to see them but send them to me because i'm still waiting to see them all right should we get into it let's do it welcome tiff to the confident collective podcast how are you hi so happy to be here thanks for having me Oh my gosh. Thanks for coming on. We are excited to chat to you as our model guru to chat all things <laughs> curve modeling, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Ray and I seriously get asked literally like every time I do a question and answer on Instagram, it's like, how to become a curve model, how to become a curve model. So we're like, all right, let's bring an expert here. Um, because I don't think a lot of people know this, but Ray and I are we're curve models, but we're definitely a little bit more on the influencer side. And I feel like okay. whenever, a lot of times now when I'm booked for jobs, it's like mostly as an influencer because there's social assets and other things aligned with it. Um, but you are strictly a curve model, right? You know, at this point, I'm like, I can be whatever you want me to be, baby. Like, um, <laughs> um, That's so a good answer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So yeah, I was discovered uh, about two years ago as a curve model when I was like at the club, um, you know, having a good time, <laughs> sitting, sitting my little drink. And then um, I got scattered and it was like, wait is this person like trying to hit on me? Is like this, like the new way to get hit on. You're just like, Oh, you must be a model. But like, there was actually a card and then it ended up being a legitimate agency. Um, so it was, it was really great. So I, I started off, I moved from New Orleans to New York to go to school and I'm a musician. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the modeling happened and I started modeling. And then as of late, uh, I got a TikTok platform and I've been doing a podcast and uh, like social media stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's a big thing of a mixture, but I think that's really important. I tell this a lot when I do my model advice sessions about being a model, it's actually about being an artist, being a creator and, you know, standing for something and representing what you want to see change in the industry. So I always say like, when you're trying to be a curve model, be you first and then pose, you know? Yes. Wait, that's so interesting though, because I think that it didn't used to be like that. Models definitely just used to be a face for hire, right? Like you would just have to transform yeah. into whatever campaign. Like I almost felt like back in the day, if you're a model, like 
less opinions, the better. Um, so I love yeah. that you're saying that now and now much the industry has changed. Yeah. And, you know, I can't say that like every agency or every client wants someone as high key as me or as, <laughs> uh, you know, as much as a person as I am. But, you know, I always say like, why the hell would I want to work for a company that wants to either just have me there standing pretty or, you know, kind of not be my full self. So, you know, I, I think it's really important that when you go into modeling, a lot of people are going to want to change you. Like, I don't know if y'all know, but like I have like 832 horrible tattoos, right? Um, I might not be the face of like, you know, the all American sweetheart or something like that. But, you know, I think modeling is limitless and it's up to you to decide what you want and not change into what other people want you to be, you know, cause I faced a lot of that in the industry. They're like, Tiffany, maybe you should like shave your armpits. And I do shave. It's just, I was like lazy one time. Right. <laughs> or like, they're like, maybe you should like get your tattoos removed or maybe you should like be this, that, that, which is fine. Everyone can have an opinion, but not everyone has taste and not everybody knows which direction you want to go in the industry. So it starts with you. And I always say like the right people will celebrate you in your own life and in the industry. So it starts with like you not sacrificing what's important to you to just be a model. Like you want to be a model that actually feels good to be you too. You know, cause I see so many people in the industry that aren't happy, but it's because they're just working rather than like fulfilling themselves as well. Right. I think let's back up really quick because sure. how you're sharing so much good stuff, by the way. But I want to know. <laughs> Let me know. I like. I. I'll. I'll, I'll talk, y'all. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. That's. I was like. She's gonna be perfect. Um. Okay. I want to hear the story of how you're discovered, and then I want to hear like if someone isn't discovered and they want to get into it. Step one. But I need to hear the story first. The world needs to hear. Okay. Okay. So it was actually like one of those crazy things where it's like one of those nights where like, okay, I have school tomorrow. Like, I don't know if I really want to go out. Like maybe I should be responsible. And then like my best friend, Dan was like, pitch, there's like a lot of y'all party. Like we have to go. <laughs> and I'm like, say less mini skirt is on the leather is being pulled out and we headed out to the blonde. Um, and it was actually like so many odds were against me because like, you know, I, I don't know if y'all are familiar with like New York club life, but like it's like a line and like, you know, are you on the list? Yada, 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 right. And I know, like I got invited to this event and I, um, you know, was at the door and the doorman didn't like me or something. And I was like, call the owner. I'm calling you like blank now. And you know, I pulled, I pulled out the kidney. I was like making my stance. And then I finally got let in. They were like, Tiffany, Tiffany's allowed in. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Right. Uh, so I go in and, then we're just having fun dancing. And actually the agent that recognized me thought that I was Barbie Ferrara, Ferrari, whatever. I'm so bad at her last name, but for the girl from euphoria, Barbie. Yes, um, I, yeah. She's iconic. I, I love her work, but um, he thought that I was her because it was dark. There was a lot of like neon light going on. And he came up to me, you know, being like Barbie. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Come again. <laughs> but, I don't know you. Uh, so anyway, it then led to him giving me his card and being like, Hey, I'm, I'm with this agency. Why don't you come in for a meeting? And I'm like me model. Like I can barely even walk in my sneakers. Like, how am I going to be doing all that? Like I'm a messy hook. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, um, I ended up doing it because like, 
I think like the key to like success in New York and in any city and in any industry is like taking the things that are coming your way and like not turning down any opportunity. Like even if it's not exactly where you thought you'd be going. Cause I was like, okay, like I love making music. Maybe I could like, you know, break into this industry, like watch me on the catwalk, you know, like, so I, I just went for it and it ended up being a really good match. And from there, I started getting booked and busy and, you know, here we are now. <laughs> Wait, so what agency was it? Uh, so I'm currently signed with One Management. And is that um, the agency that discovered you? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've only been modeling for about two years, but one of those years, of course, was in COVID. So that was kind of a bummer. But, um, you know, that year that we were inside, it kind of allowed me to reflect on like what type of model I want to be both, you know, in the industry and like what is in alignment with my future. Because I think when you're a model, you're running from casting to casting and all that rejection adds up and you're like feeling like shit and you don't know why. Um, but that time off allowed me to be like, okay, like I am still a great model, even if not everyone sees it. Right. And it kind of gave me that time to regroup. So now going back, I feel a lot stronger and, and ready to go. For sure. So if someone isn't discovered at the mall, at the club, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what are your tips to finding an agency and getting signed? Okay. So this is actually what I do uh, with my sessions. I have like a modeling 101 crash course where I help people kind of navigate how to get signed. So I actually just got off of one right now and it's been amazing. I've like amazing. a few of my clients have now been signed um, because I do think it's like a little overwhelming. Uh, For sure. So the key thing is, is that it actually doesn't take a lot to start applying. I think a lot of people think that you need to get a huge portfolio or you need to like know all these people. It really doesn't take that much. All you need is your digitals um, and an about me. And I always say like in the about me again, like speak your truth, speak your passions, tell them that you want to model, but also what makes you, you outside of modeling? Because again, a million people are applying. What is going to make you stand out? Like, what do you want them to leave that application with? Right. It's kind of like applying for college and you know, all that stuff, like that whole thesis that like makes you freak out. Like that about me, it's pretty similar where it's like, Tell them what makes you a great model and a great person. So I would say start with your digitals um, and find a legitimate agency. The number one rule to all my girlies, never fucking pay for an agency. That is a scam. Yes. Okay. So digitals are simple, simple top, high-waisted jeans, you would say, simple heels, natural, very natural makeup, if any, and like your, you know, natural hair just like in your natural state right like not yeah. super done up not a ton of makeup so they can see what you look like and you usually do like front side back and like headshots right is that what it's still it's still happening perfect yeah perfect. That's, okay. that's still the vibe that's still the vibe um yeah it's like basically like they just want to see you like no photoshop no like just good lighting a basic wall and uh you know just what you would look like as a clothing hanger so it's like, you want to see you in your natural state and like what you look like. So if you want to wear a little makeup, that's totally fine. Um, but just like super glossy, dewy vibes, nothing like super uh, dramatic. 
Okay. So then say you do all this and oh my gosh, you get called in um, and the agency wants to meet you in person. What do you wear? Because I will say, I feel like I once had a meeting with a huge agency and I feel like I literally look like a news reporter going to business. And I look what at What are you fucking wear? <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. You and really said that the pantsuit was on. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I was wearing like it just it wasn't a vibe. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, I'm really embarrassed. No, I'm like I've literally been there. sweating, it's cringing. Still fine. <laughs> it was like with Wilhelmina too in New York, and it was like a big moment. I was like, ooh. Oh my god, to my Wilhelmina, I just did the black tank and jeans. I was like, I'm going simple. I'm gonna sweat. That's what I shirt. did in LA. In LA, which was good, but in New York, I fucking wore You're a power <laughs> suit and shit. Okay, with like with you like know, these new, with like pointy heels. Like it just wasn't. It wasn't the vibe. Okay, it wasn't. <laughs> It was we tan, a tan suit, tan, not even black. Anyways, oh, continue. Girl. So tell us, <laughs> how do they not make the same mistakes I made? <laughs> We're living and learning. Um, so I think for sure, I'm all about like showing your personal style because like, I don't know if y'all have seen my Instagram. Like I love like bright colors. I love, you know, dressing kind of the way I like and clothes to me is a big part of my identity. Uh, so wearing things that you like that doesn't really detract I think would be a good way to go. So like, of course I, you know, wearing a basic outfit, but maybe like a pop of jewelry that's important to you. Like when I went in, I had my hair, I mean, maybe a little less greasy than right now, but you know, <laughs> I had it pulled back, you know, in a ponytail, I had my thick hoops on, you know, I was wearing my chunky unif boots that I always wear, right. Where you could still see my figure. You could still see what I look like, but I had pops of me, you know, and I think that, you know, makes you stand out a little bit. Like it's almost like everyone thinks when applying, you need to fit into the role of a model, but that's what everyone else is doing. So, I mean, if you want it and, you know, you're willing to face the rejection that's inherent in modeling where some people won't get it, but the right people will get your look and they'll push you harder than someone just like thinking you're just another model. Right. So I would say when you go into that meeting, just wear what you feel the most confident in because that confidence is what's going to get you your contract. Mm -hmm. Because again, you're going against so many people. Like this is like harder than any Ivy league, harder than anything like this. And you know, if you're just reading what a model should be, that's what everyone else is doing. So always try and find a new route to get discovered, try a new road. I think you're the first person I've heard kind of have this like perspective on it, which I think is so important because it's always been like the model uniform, black tank jeans. And you kind of like strip away yourself because I always, when I was working as a model in LA, I was like, I am hired as a size 14 body. Me doesn't mm -hmm. matter. And I like how that's kind of like, you have a completely different perspective and it's definitely changed in the last, I think like four or five years. Um, Oh, I love that. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I like. I don't know if this works for everybody, but this is just like what's worked for me because I really, you know, I might be a curve model, but I'm also tip, and I don't want to be like limited to just being. Oh, she's the token curve girl on set, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had this huge editorial campaign, and I like was ready to go. I'm like, I'm ready for this fashion, and, and there used to be this misconception that curve girls can't be editorial, and I'm seeing that change, and I'm being like living proof of that. I'm not gonna lie, they did have to get coconut oil and you know really layer my leg to get those tight ass Balenciaga boots on, but they <laughs> were out there doing it. I was like, get the oil, lather it on. I'm <laughs> Like, let's, let's boots on. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's epic. Okay, so one okay, one other like logistic thing. What are some agencies that you people can submit to submit their digitals to? Yeah. Um, man, y'all, y'all, I'm spilling all the tea in my modeling sessions. Y'all are going to miss. Oh my God, wait, <laughs> no, no, wait. No, no, no. You can no, I'm totally kidding. plug yourself. <laughs> yeah, this is a plug. Uh, we can chat and we can customize it for you. But no, um, there's just agencies that I really, really love. So Ricky model, Ricky Michaels Management. Um, Ricky is doing amazing things. Uh, he's a casting director in New York and also just started his own agency. I think they're doing super editorial. Like they are representing such an inclusive board. Um, the Between is also a great um, agency that I like in New York. Um, and, you know, the major players like Wilhelmina, uh, a lot of my friends are booked and busy. Muse, like they are, you know, doing really well. State uh, has a good curve board that I really like. And, you know, um, I'm just always trying to find these agencies that are cutting edge and that are expanding and being more inclusive and not just following the modeling uniform. So I think those are a few that are really just like doing cool shit. Um, and you know, one, my agency is really great. Um, they're really building careers for people. Like, you know, I, again, was like a nobody. I was working as a waitress and, you know, my whole life changed and it's so cool how, you know, they're representing like petite models that are on the cover of Vogue. And, you know, it, it's just, that's important to me. So, you know, I would always say, if you're looking to find a legitimate agency, um, of course, don't pay, uh, do your research. And I think the biggest misconception that I hear in a lot of my clients is like, if they live in Idaho, they think that they can only work with agencies in Idaho. Uh, that's not the case. You can apply to other agencies that are near to you. I think it's always good to be as close as possible, but find out what, you want to do and then find the agency that's in alignment with you. So, you know, instead of just being like, Oh my God, I want to be a model. I want to be a model. I want to be a model. I'll take whatever I can get. It's like, no, this is what I want. Who's in alignment with me. You know? Absolutely. And can you explain a little bit about having multiple agencies? Cause I know a lot of models have a mother agency, but then they have agencies in different cities and even in different countries. Yeah, absolutely. So your mother agent is the mama bear that gets the mama checks. They get uh, that uh, big check and then they outsource you to other uh, markets. So let's say that your mother agent is in New York, but there's probably a need for you in Miami or LA and they want to break you into new markets. Um, That is how you get more exposure and more jobs, but the more jobs you get, the more people that are taking your money. So, you know, it's always something to be aware of because I think modeling is such a cool job, but people forget, like, you got to live off of it. And it's actually a really tough industry to make it financially. So I always tell them like, yeah, it's cool to be on a cover, but can you cover your rent? You know? Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Sorry, you were going to say. No, I was going to say, I was like, should we get it? I mean, like, okay, let's just get into the nitty gritty for a second because, like, I don't want to, like, skirt around the, the money stuff. Which yeah, is, I want to like, talk rates, too. Like, let's talk rates. Like, when I was modeling for Nordstrom out here in LA, I would get there at 6 a.m. and leave at, like, 4, and I was paid $600, and then my agency took 20%. So, like, that was e-com, though. So, that wasn't, like, um, you know, a, like, a big shoe. And so, it's, like, you think, like, I mean, that is money, but like, it's not always like super glamorous. Like you literally are standing there changing 
I think we, I can't even tell you how many outfit changes we did, but for eight hours, change, pose, change, pose, change, pose. And then it's like, I see, you know, like $500, which, um, but yeah, what, like, and I think too, a lot of times you think, like you said, you get a cover. Oh my gosh, is that big money? But that's kind of a misconception, right? Yeah. So the bread and butter of the modeling industry is e-commerce. Um, the cool things, which is like Vogue, Editorial, Fashion Week, those actually, if you don't get paid as much or if anything. So, you know, that Nordstrom, what you're talking about, like doing those, you know, a million changes and all that is actually what most models do to sustain themselves. And, you know, I think modeling is super glamorous and super fun. And like, I love being a model. And again, like it's important that you love being a model to be a model because there's a lot of shit that you put up with. Right. But there's a difference of like knowing what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with. And that's why I always say, if you're going into the industry, you need to know and have like a list of things that you're okay with and not okay with, because like, you know, money is not worth sacrificing your comfortability. So, you know, if you really want to just strictly be an editorial model, okay just chase that and let your agents know that. Right. But, um, your rates, right. Are adjusting all the time. And it's just about being in communication with your agent and knowing what you're being charged for. And I think a lot of times in the industry, it's like, Oh, I'm lucky to have this. So I'm going to just do whatever they tell me. And I think specifically as women, I find that like, it's really not encouraged to talk about money or to be shy about it. But like, if you're out there working, you need to get your check and it's okay to talk about money. It doesn't make you rude or insulting. Talking about money is nothing to be embarrassed about because you're running a business. If you're a model, you're running a business and you got to make sure that in order to love what you're doing, you need to be compensated for the work that you're putting in. Because if you don't get compensated properly, you're going to start to resent it. And then modeling is not what you wanted it to be originally. 100%. So what would you say is like a typical day rate for a model and what is the normal commission rate that agencies take? So I can't really state what the average rate is because it it's changes. dependent. It's dependent on the model. It's dependent on the, the job, you know? Um, so I can't really answer that, but I can say that the standard rate for a mother agency is 20%. percent hmm And do you find that's ever negotiable? Like when you signed with an agency, did you sign contracts and for how long was your term and commission rates? And did you ever try to negotiate any of that? And do you think models should? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a model, not a lawyer. So I hired someone to do that. Um, (laughs) So I think it's really important, right? Being your own advocate, knowing what you're signing, being in tune with the logistics and the creative, you know, because I think we get blinded by the shininess of, again, like how fun it is to be a creative and a model, but it's important that you know the logistics and you're in charge of your own business. So you know, um, when dealing with contracts, again, know what you're comfortable with and don't be afraid to negotiate it. You know, contracts are meant to be negotiated. Don't just sign the first thing. Like you don't just settle for the first car you see on the car lot. You got to test drive a few, you know? So I always say, just really know what you want going into it and don't get blinded by the chance of getting signed or that you think you'll never get signed again, because getting into a shitty contract will make for a shitty modeling career. Totally. And I love what you said that there's so many different types of models because I know for me, 
one type of modeling is fit modeling. And a lot of fit models make very good money um, because you have like consistent work and you have consistent clients. And I was, I was booked as a fit model for a couple months and I literally hated it, hated it. And I was like, I do not care about this money at all. Like, I'm like, this is the worst job. Like for me, it was just so unenjoyable. Um, but there's fit modeling, there's like editorial modeling, there's runway modeling. Uh, what are some other types? Ecom modeling, right? Would you say, are there, is there anything? Yeah, else? I mean, I, that's, that's a, a lot of it. Um, you know, and I think, we all go into the industry thinking we know exactly what we want to do. But I think it, that feeling that you're talking about, if that becomes your every day, you got to get out, you know, because there is another space for you. You know, it's just don't settle because of the money, because the money can be really tempting. But every day doing something you don't like, regardless of it's modeling or not, it's going to drain your energy. What do you think are some, um, oh, actually, no, let's talk about testing, the importance <laughs> of testing. What, okay. What do you grabbing, think about grabbing that? the scantrons? Uh, test shoots, <laughs> portfolios. Okay. Um, testing again. This is a trick. Um, they will throw a bunch of test shoots at you when you first get signed. And there are going to be a thousand dollar shoots, which you could probably do yourself for $200. Um, so again, don't be afraid to ask how much. They're going to be like, oh my God, we have this glamorous photographer flying in oh. from Paris. We're going to make you a star. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sounds great. How much? <laughs> you know, and again, this is where the creative and the business comes into play. Um, because a lot of people will do a million test shoots at the beginning or they do model housing and you're working for free for the next five years of your life. And you might have all the covers and the glamorous life and all that stuff. And you're posting the best pictures on Instagram, but you are literally working for free. So wait, that. Do, what do you mean by that? Well, the agency will front oh. those test shoots. Oh. So it's a thousand dollars, but it's not coming out of your pocket. So it doesn't feel real until you start getting real jobs. And then you're paying them back for all of that stuff. Okay. See, this pisses me off because don't you feel like this is sh like so freaking shady of the agencies and then I'm like, oh, this is like really bothers me because I'm like, how could you want to work with an agency and trust them with your career and your money when like right off the bat, it almost feels like they're trying to scam you. Yeah. I mean, I think testing is there's a place for it. Right. And there's an moderation and knowing what tests and there are free tests that your agencies will give you. Um, again, it's just knowing what you need and what you're OK with. So. If it's like, they say, I have all these test shoots for you. Don't just say yes, you know, um, because unfortunately agencies are a business too. And, you know, they're trying to make their buck and, and I can't say, you know, what's the right or wrong thing because test shoots can play a good role in your portfolio, but having the best portfolio and getting all the jobs and not getting paid doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So not being afraid to ask how much, not just saying yes, because they think it's a good idea for you. Just asking questions and being your own advocate, because I hope that everyone finds an agent that's an advocate for them, but you also have to represent yourself too. So, you know, that's my biggest advice about test shoots. I definitely think you need one or two, how you go about it. You could use Instagram and reach out and work with your own creative network and build it yourself. If you do use the agency, ask how much, ask, you know, 
what is the best thing for me and ask yourself that and then move forward. But don't just say yes blindly. Yeah. And for those who don't know, test shoots are, I mean, exactly that test photo shoots basically to build your portfolio so that when clients are looking to book models, they'll look at your portfolio and see your work. It is your work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When you, especially when you get started and you don't have work. Um, te- those are what test shoots. And usually there's like, I mean, my agency was, was like, you have to use this makeup artist and this hairstylist and do these looks and do. And I was just like, and I, I just blindly did it because I didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like spending so and much. And a lot money. of us make that mistake. It's like so normal, you know, and mm-hmm. definitely like being gentle on yourself in this industry is super, super important because you're going to make mistakes and you're going to, you know, you're learning. So, you know, that's why I like having this opportunity for all of us to talk so that we don't wear the, the camel um, <laughs> pantsuit <laughs> oh and, um, and, you know, don't say yes to test shoots because we've all done it. So, you know, if you're a model now or becoming it and you made these mistakes, like, you're not like silly or you didn't like do something that we haven't all done. So that's, what's so important about all of us models and all of us creators really speaking on this and and having each other through this because it's, it's hard to understand on your own. 100%. Okay. So say you have the agency, you have the Polaroids, you have the test shoots, and now you're going out for your first casting. Oh my gosh. (sighs) What do you wear for that casting? And what do you bring with you? Okay. So make sure you have an iPad. Um, yeah, that's where you bring all of your portfolio with you. Um, some, the agency can print it out and you can have a book, but it's just bulky and, um, it's probably cheaper to buy an iPad. So, um, just go with your iPad, wear again an outfit that makes you feel good, right? So of course, staying in those parameters of a more basic outfit, right? Like not something super bright or, you know, bulky, but you know, if you like wearing straight leg jeans instead of skinny jeans, or if you like wearing a pointy stiletto or a chunky heel, you know, play with that because when you go on set, you're going to be nervous as hell. Um, and sometimes your outfit can be, you know, your superhero costume. It can be like something that makes you feel like you can do this. So, you know, I was so nervous. I actually got my first casting, which was like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I worked with Target. That was my first job. And I was shaking like a leaf. I saw everyone like killing it, like moving, like really like supermodel vibes. And I was like, do, do I deserve to be here? Like what's going on here? Right. Um, but you know, I think the biggest advice that I can give to someone starting and getting that first opportunity is you're going to be scared. You're going to be anxious, but do it, you know, because you came here for a reason. They want you there for a reason. You want to be a model for a reason. And that fear is just because it's new. And, you know, breaking through that and really doing it because you know you were meant to do this. You might, it might be a horrible casting. I've had so many horrible castings. Like I've made such a fool out of myself. But again, the right ones come. So just don't let that fear stop you. And, you know, wear what you feel good in. Of course, like, you know, get there early. I always say 10 minutes because being late to a casting is just not a good look. Um, Because you want to show that you're responsible and respect people's time. Because when you're on set... You're dealing with like 60 people, you know, pre-COVID. That set is filled and all eyes are on you. And if you're 30 minutes late, it's already bad vibes on set and you don't want that. Mm -mm -mm. No, 
That's such good advice. And okay, when you're on set, do you ever like speak up on things or are you just really still like, I am here as a hanger, as a mannequin? Uh, No, I love... So here's the thing. I think there's a balance because again, like you're hired by a client, right? And they have the vision, right? Your job is not creative director. You're a model. You know, if you wanted to be a creative director, become a creative director. Um, But I like to have fun. I'm really laughing. I like make friends with everyone on set. I love that good energy. So I will say like, don't butt in on what they're telling you to do unless of course it's uncomfortable or they're like, you don't feel okay. And you need to like speak up about something that's making you uncomfortable. Never be afraid to do that because again, your safety, your comfortability, your consent is a priority on set. And you know, you speaking up about that and not just tolerating bullshit like that is really important. Um, but when it comes to like creative direction, if they're telling you like this dress looks good and you think it looks like shit, wear the fucking dress because that's your job to be like, you know, wearing their clothes. Like I've worn things that are not my style, but you know, you're working for a brand. And again, if you really hate how you look in that dress so much and you don't want to be seen in it, call your agent and leave set. You know, so I, I think it's up to you. Um, but I, I would say like, you don't want to be a backseat driver. Like you don't tell the photographer how to do their job. You don't tell the casting director how to do their job. But if what they're doing is not okay with you and you don't feel okay with it, whether it's like, you just feel like that outfit looks bad on you, or if, you know, they're, they're doing something you don't stand for, leave, call your agent. You know, you don't have to put up with that, but you know, understand that like you're a model on set don't try to you know do other people's job with like creative direction and stuff like that totally i know one time i was like in the makeup chair and this guy was like putting my extensions in uh like for he was putting extensions in because i for like fullness whatever and he put them like so close behind my ears my ears were like freaking pointing forward and i was like oh my god i can't say anything do i say anything and i was like oh. was it hurting you it wasn't hurting me but then i was like on set and they're like put your hair behind your ears and i'm like i fucking can't because this guy didn't know how to put my extensions in yeah and then i was like i should have just said something in the makeup chair. so i think it is like a balance and doing it in like a polite way mm-hmm. without like stepping on people's toes but like i yeah. was so, i was so timid to like say anything i'd be like i am here as a model i do not speak i am oh yeah yeah no never do that if you're like i mean even something that's like if something is like i think the biggest distinction is like if you don't agree with like the creative direction of the outfit or the hair or something like that you know typically like if you if you like if you feel good on set and you like that job sure you don't necessarily need to be like this dress is so ugly i would never wear this like that's just not really going to add anything but like if you're in pain if the hair is hurting you i mean i'm always like ah you know like <laughs> like take this off right so again like the major theme of everything that i'm saying about modeling is being your own advocate and your role is to be a model but you're a human and you deserve to be fed on set you deserve to be comfortable you know if you're tired and you feel weak or something like that i mean that america's next top model energy where it's like push 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 you know you don't that's bullshit um so you know that's the biggest thing right like if you do your research before you even go on set, right? Like if it's an outfit that like, if they're a little more scandalous and that's not something you stand for, right? Call your agent. You do not have to say yes to everything. And when you're on set, your comfortability should be your priority and it should be the brands. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that there's something to be said with, 
being super friendly and warm and welcoming on set, right? Because then you just build a different repertoire with these, with the people that you're working with all day. And you could have that open communication, especially when it comes to hair and makeup, because you're in that makeup chair and you're in that hair chair for so long. So become friends with the stylist and tell them like, Hey girl, like this kind of hurts my ear. Can you move that? Or like, actually this makeup is making me a little itchy. Like I don't, do you have something else? You know what I mean? And I think that they want their job. They want you to look amazing too, because that's their job too. So I think that you can have that open communication relationship. Um, it's just yeah. being open, honest, and just as friendly and professional as possible. Yeah. And you know, you hear all the tea from the makeup artists oh, and, the stylists, <laughs> and those, those are really like your friends. And you know, at the end of the day, like, again, like you want to be rebooked. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I think everyone should be feeling good on set, you know, and I don't, you you don't want to be nasty or mean and you shouldn't tolerate anyone that's nasty or mean to you, you know, and any good stylist or hair and makeup artist or even creative director, if you tell them like, Hey, this is hurting me or Hey, like I feel very weak right now, or Hey, I need this, that, right. There's no need to needy, you know, if it's like making you more comfortable. So yeah, just being open about what you need. Um, and you know, knowing you being professional and and if you want to get rebooked, just being nice and a pleasant person to be around. Have you ever had an agent tell you, you need to like gain weight or lose weight or change things about you? So, yeah, I think that's always like a conversation in the way that's like, Oh, this might be better. Like if you like tighten up here or loosen there. And, you know, um, I think everyone, uh, specifically in the curve industry has been told like, Oh, you should, cause I'm the kind of in between, like I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm an eight, 10, 12, but sometimes a 14, you know, my, my weight fluctuates. I fluctuate. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've had people comment on my body and typically when I hear that, I'm just like, um, thank you for that thought, but, um, I don't feel like that's necessary for me right now. So it's like, kind of like, again, that professionalism where it's like, as per my last email, basically me <laughs> shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. So the same thing. Um, but I always say like, if anyone's like belittling you or making you feel insecure in your body or, you know, chastising you for how you look, you don't want to be a part of that agency and the, the right agent shouldn't be doing that. And if they do, that's, that's not someone you want to work with, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. What would you say? Because you said you're like eight, 10, 12. What is the, the industry standard range for curve models to be booked? Yeah, I think the sweet spot is, um, 14, 16. Mm-hmm. That's where like you get the most work. Um, but I'm hoping to see a shift in that. And I'm seeing a lot of my friends that are, you know, all spectrums of size getting books. So, you know, I, I hate that binary of straight sized model or curve model. I, I would really hope to see the industry become more individualized and, you know, representing people at all different sizes. Yeah. And I think we've already like, obviously seen that a little bit. There's a long way, but when I think about it, I'm like, even still like a, two years ago, you know, a curve model is still kind of like you have to fit this mold. It's just like a bigger mold. But now I'm like, I think it's so cool. Like you said, we're seeing petite models. We're seeing models of different abilities. Like we are seeing really it's people who are representing the general public in these like campaigns and with these brands. And I'm like, you really don't need to fit. Um, Like, I hope it gets to a point where you really don't need to fit a certain 
mold to like work as a model. But I still think we're there right now. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, representation is everything. Um, because when I was younger, I like hated my body. I hated myself because I never saw me on a campaign. I was always trying to be what I saw. So, you know, for everyone, every person, it's so important to be able to have a glimpse of themselves in the media and in the clothes that they wear, because your clothes and how you navigate life, you know, should be being proud of who you are. And if, if you're told that who your body is or who you are is a shameful thing or is not matching what you should be because of what you see around you, that's really dangerous. So, you know, I'm really hoping to see representation of all people in this, you know, glamorized light because the entertainment industry and modeling in particular is our standards of beauty. It's our standards of, you know, who gets to be seen. So, you know, I'm really hoping and I'm, I'm seeing a good direction. There's so much room for improvement and, um, you know, it's just continuing the conversation and everyone's speaking up about, you know, what they would like to see because, you know, that's the future of how we redefine what beauty is constantly. I love that so much. And I think that we're, there's definitely progress being made and the industry is working towards that, which, so it'll be so incredible to see what happens in the next five, 10 years, because I feel like in the last five years, so many moves have been made. Um, the thing that you really stand for and you talk so much about is being an advocate for yourself. And I know for me, in my experience, I've been signed with agencies and all the biggest jobs I've ever booked have been on my own. And it's because I've reached out to brands and I put that work in separately, What are your thoughts on that? Do you suggest that models, um, whether they're with an agency or not, slide into brands DMs? Like, how do you navigate that conversation? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like geeked out because I'm like, yes, Uh, you need to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Can we touch on that a little Um, bit? Because I think that's a lot of people sign within agencies or sign with management companies and then like just expect them to do all the work. And that's just not the case. You have to put that work in for yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I think agents, again, have like they're representing 80 people, 90 people, you know, and they have their own personal lives. And unfortunately, right, where are they going to put most of their attention to the people that are performing? You know, um, you see this on boards a lot. There's like five or six golden girls and then the rest are not doing well. So what happens if you're the one not doing well? Because I've always identified as like the underdog in every pursuit of my life. Um, So I've had to learn how do I make this happen even if people aren't seeing my vision? Because, you know, basically for my whole creative career, no one saw my direction. Um, And people were trying to give me a new direction. I was like, I don't want to do that. And I'm not, right? Um, So what I would do is I am, I don't, I am not above the DM. I will DM anyone. Um, you know, if I love what you're doing, I will let you know. And I think it's also just like a really nice thing. At the end of the day, when have you received a compliment about your work or like wanting your advice and you're like, ew, you know, like, oh, they think I'm brilliant. (laughs) Wow. Right. Um, so I think it's really about how you pose the question. Um, so, you know, DMing photographers, DMing agents, DMing anyone, right. It just gives you a leg up. It's like when you apply to jobs on Indeed, right. Like that never really works well. It's a a direct link, a direct content Mm -hmm. contact. So, you know, figuring out how to make a direct link between you and where you want to be is the question. So, you know, research, 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 like literally like be in the lab. Like I'm really always like, I'm, I'm figuring out what models are doing cool shit. Who are they working with? 
what is this, right? Like the books are open. So, you know, you gotta, again, right? Like you said, I, being your own advocate means putting in the hard work and re- representing yourself and getting help from other people, but, you know, pushing what for what you want. I love that. You are like, I fucking want it. I'm going for it. I'm getting it. Like your energy. I'm like, yes, yes. Um, okay. What's been one of your, let's all say our favorite job we've done. And then I want to hear our worst, like most horrifying moment can be funny or like, just like what the fuck moment on set or in the model okay. industry. Okay. So you start. Okay. I'm not going to say the names, but, um, the best I ever had was a mixture of a high-end tech company merging with a very designer magazine. And I got the check of a tech company with the fashion editorialness of this magazine. Um, yeah. I, was out there. I was, yeah, I was like, I got a new bag. And I'm like, <laughs> but I was out there like, you know, doing my artistic moves. Like it was amazing. I loved it so much. That to me felt like being an artist. That to me felt like, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, now the worst, oh, um, <laughs> way more of those. Uh, <laughs> but um, I remember, I was on my damn period and I got it on set and I'm talking expensive ass clothes, bitch. Um, let's just say we left the damn stain. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. I would die. I would again, die. I, we're human. Um, unfortunately my agency didn't see it that way. I was like, they're like, it's called a, like, it's like a tampon. I'm like, I'm sorry. It happened on set. Like, let me know what we need to do. Right. But look, that's the thing about like being gentle on yourself. Like shit will happen. Like literally went to a casting last week and like I was trying on this, this shit. And like, I was like losing my balance and I fall and the whole partition falls and I'm sitting there naked in front of a hundred people. And I'm like, <laughs> this is me, baby. Uh, you know, it's comical. Like, you know, um, not taking it too seriously. I think is the key. Yes, definitely. Okay. What's yours? Yeah. Right. You go first. I'm trying to think of mine still. Um, oh, okay. My favorite was, oh, probably, I'll just say it. I'll, working with Old Navy was really, really fun. They were like, it was just, I think, like such a positive, fun environment. And like, every, it was just like, honestly, not even about I actually hated what I wore because I, like you said, Tip, it was like, I was wearing like a baby doll dress and these like freaking socks. And I was like, I feel horrible, but everyone on set was like so fun. It was like such a cool atmosphere. And it was definitely like the biggest production that I had been a part of. Um, I have a couple, like I said, I was like, oh, the bad ones. There's always like more of those. So Christina knows this one. So I got, <laughs> this was a time where I really wasn't working that much. I just was like, I'm just taking everything because I, I'm like, I am got to pay my rent. And it yeah. was for this shapewear company and it was for like, like they were running these ads and like literally they were making the shapewear, like manipulating it to look. So they were like showing bad shapewear and then good shapewear. And they were manipulating like the bad shapewear they bought from like different brands, <laughs> like rolling, purposely rolling it, purposely ro- cutting it into me. And they were like, okay, Raya, now push out your stomach and hunch down. And I was like, Ooh. oh my gosh, my face is in these. These are going to be all over like Facebook ads. And I literally, <laughs> they would make me push out my stomach. So it looked absolutely horrible with like Spanx jabbing in like at horrible angles is shapewear. And I'm like, I am mortified. I'm mortified. I'm like, 
these are so I it was just like and I was like also this is like false advertising too I'm like this makes me feel weird um so that was a pretty bad one I never saw the I've never seen the ads I've never seen them thank goodness goodness. if I did I would simply perish um so that was one of my bad ones I could go on for days but I won't Uh, yeah we'll make a book (laughs) y'all seriously okay Christina what about you okay I'm trying to think I think that one when I think of one of my favorite ones I always think of the first eloquy shoot I've ever done because I loved it so much. And I was just so proud of myself because it was the highest paying job I did at the time. And I booked it myself. And it was like the perfect combination of e-com and editorial. And I just like, it was just, I just felt like a badass bitch. You know what yes. I mean? And I was like, I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was awesome. And I, and then I've done a lot of work with Galamite's Glam, which the brand isn't no longer around, unfortunately. Um, but I love that one so much because the, it just felt like such a family dynamic. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. Okay. And I was able to travel for that. And I love traveling. <laughs> Sorry. I have like yes. the worst brain ever. I was like, I'm trying to think of all these things. And then I can't think of like the worst I guess my worst job would be those that fit modeling job I did because I was like being squeezed into clothes. I didn't like, I was like being pricked by like little needles when they were trying to Mm. um, size it. And, but other than that, I think that's the worst one. I guess I need to like look back at my old modeling photos. You probably have some. We'll do a follow up. (laughs) Yeah. I can't think. Yeah. Mom brain people. Um, but this is so fun. And I think that honestly, at the end of the day, no matter what, if you want to become a model and you want to get into it, just go for it. You literally have nothing to lose. And honestly, you just keep trying and no just means that there's another door that's going to open. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Tiff, do you have any final words of wisdom or, or things you've learned over your last two years as a model that you think it's important for people to know? Yes, that you're that fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> you know, you are meant to do this. Like, literally, it takes like a million fucking no's, but that one yes makes the whole journey worth it. Um, I was reading this, like, um, I'm reading this like book that I like. Um, it, it's that I mean, y'all probably read it where it's like um, how to be a badass at like either making money or like at finding your happiness or something. Have y'all heard of those? Oh, girl, I've listened to every audiobook. I've read them all. Okay, Jensen Sarah, I, I, I love fucking it. love her. Icon, right? But there was this quote that really stuck with me, where it was like, "In order to find new islands, you have to be lost at sea for a while before you see a new shore." So it's like, don't just settle for that island that you're on now. You know, it's going to feel confusing. You're, it's going to feel like it's not working. It's going to feel like it'll never happen, but bitch, it will. If you want it and you keep going and never give up and, you know, don't let people value you, you know, your value going into it and, you know, it's going to work out. And even if it doesn't, bitch, at least you tried. Like I have so much respect for people that are trying to make their dreams happen because it, it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of bravery and it's not easy. And like, I can't wait to see everyone, you know, breaking hearts and breaking into the fashion industry. Period. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, okay. Everyone needs to follow you. So where can they find you across social media? And also where can they sign up for this model mentorship that you're doing? Yes. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at, at Tiff Barra. That is B-A-I-R-A, like a bear with an uh. And um, 
then on my modeling 101 crash courses, I can be found on my website at takemeoutwithtiff.com. Um, and I do them, you know, whenever, like uh, you can DM me if you need anything and any questions, I'm always trying to help because in modeling, we all need each other. Seriously. And I, this is uh, off topic, but I think we need to maybe have you on again to talk about your dating life because Ooh. girl, it is uh, juicy. And I'm like, Oh my God. So anyway, follow Tiff on TikTok because you share like a combination of your incredible <laughs> dating stories. And then obviously your modeling tips on getting these girls like booked and busy. And it's just, I live for it. You're amazing. I'm so glad that TikTok introduced me to you and I found you through there. Thank you guys for having me so much. I like love to be able to like share this journey with all of us together, you know? No, we appreciate it so much. This was so much fun and I can't wait. I'm down for a little round two round two on dating because I need you to I think I need there's a second date we have a second date no no girl I'm currently in the I'm currently lost at sea looking for the shore yes um but thank you so much Tip. when we come to New York hopefully when COVID is over we must get a drink and go to the club um and have some fun so okay until next time bye Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.